Hello and welcome to Jumpstart Weekly, the manga podcast where every week we read all of the chapters of Shonen Jump on Viz's website, as well as another collective volume of manga. I'm your host, Jeremy. And I'm your host, Kevin. Uh, this week we read Cypher, Volume 5, mm-hmm. by our Valentine's Day tradition. Yeah. Before that, though, we have Shonen Jump. What did you think of this One Piece My Hero Academia-less Shonen Jump, Kevin? So I really liked my top, like, six, and then... There was a little bit of, that was pretty good, and then a lot of just meh. I just felt like it was a lot of meh, honestly. I mean, a couple of the stuff at the very top I liked, but for the most part, I was just like, eh, this was fine. I can't wait till next week when One Piece will be published. Yes. So let's go ahead and start with Jujutsu Kaisen Chapter 212, The Ripening Part 2. This is like the third week in a row where I finished Jujutsu Kaisen and was like, I think maybe I know what happened. I really liked this one. <laughs> is uh Sekunda and Megumi now? Yes. Is that what happened? Yeah. Okay. He like put all of his essence into one of uh Itadori's fingers, ripped that finger off, and then made Megumi eat it. Okay, I missed the part where he made Megumi eat it. I saw all of the other parts. It I, it's just... kind of just implied that he made Megumi eat it because he rips the finger off and then grabs him in a headlock, and then afterwards we see Megumi with the like the facial tattoos starting to form. Yeah. I mean definitely I got the Sekunda is in him deal yeah um, which is a pretty big twist and we'll see how long that's going to be a thing also i think i got the explanation with magumi's sister of being possessed by an old sorcerer i think yeah i i think that's what happened as well is that she as opposed to being one of the awakening types or whatever she was possessed by one of the old sorcerers and he was like yeah well i mean i'm inside her head i have all of her memories i can fairly easily fake it uh, you gave me 100 free points so that was cool yeah, thanks for that, bro. Now I want to go fight some dudes. <laughs> now I want to go do a Goku. <laughs> Anything else you want to say about Jujutsu Kaisen? Nope. Uh, next up, we have Sakamoto Days, Days 105, Each One's Goal. What did you think of Sakamoto Days this week, Kevin? I liked Sakamoto Days this week, so we're getting back into, like you said, you were hoping Chun-Li and the sniper guy will show up again, and they did. Yeah, we we seem to have given me everything I want this week, which I find suspicious, but I did enjoy. <laughs> I just, I like the fact that Sniper Guy is doing sniper deliveries where he's like shooting packages across town. I, I thought they were putting them on balloons and he was just shooting them down over where they were supposed to go. That's maybe how th- I read that, but I also very much enjoyed the joke, so. Yeah, I just, I thought he was firing them across town as well because like, Whichever way he does it, just I I thought he had like a special cannon that he was shooting them across town, and then they would parachute down. Yeah, it was pretty fun, funny. Like I said, I'm suspicious of how much I liked it. It had that vibe of the like Mission Yozakura in between chapters. Yeah, yeah. And like I liked the uh, the one guy who grew up the JCC. He's like shooting one of the vending machines. He's like, it's not giving me the tickets, <laughs> and Shin being like, that's not how it works in the real world. Really? I aced all of my real-world integration classes and him just looking like, first off, you have those. Secondly, <laughs> no, you did not. Yeah, pretty good. Next up, we have Kanabanshi Story 48, Fetching Tea Part 2, which like I continue to like, but I'm waiting for the payoff. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of, I do kind of like that they set up that essentially that in Fetching Tea, the Orion gets found out that she's faking it. So... Akane's like interpretation of her being kind of bad at seducing people makes even more sense after the turn. Yeah, but it seems like all of the critics should have known that. Yeah, it <laughs> it does seem like a weird thing to. I understand you need to expose it to me, 
And I understand why you might want a layman character to do that. But it seems weird that all of the critics are like, why is she doing this? Oh, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it does have a little bit of the, well, I, you guys know what the story is, right? Again, if it, like, if it had been the newspaper guy who oh. had no idea what was going on. Or her seduction friend. Yeah. One of one of the two of them being like, oh, the, oh, okay, that makes a lot of, you know, that's how that works. I got it. She's playing into a different part of the role. Cool. Yeah. Which is still, like, it's a cool idea, so. Yes. That was just my minor quote mm-hmm. with it. Anything else you wanted to say on account of Bonashi? Nope. Uh, next up, we have Undead Unluck number 145, In the War, <laughs> which is a ridiculous title that makes perfect sense for this chapter. Yes. Because uh, there's a war going on in Brazilistan. I think it's <laughs> yes. Brazilistan. Yes. Because there is definitely jungle, but it is definitely a stan. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, but it's also, it, it, well, it's also, it's South America, but it's yep. also clearly Vietnam. Yeah. Um, anyway, they're going to go recruit everybody there. Also, that's where Remember is. Yeah, so Remember's there, and then Billy, what's the unending, and... The, the guy who can't run out of ammo. Well, that's, I thought that, his, I thought his was unending. I thought his was unreducible. Oh, yeah, that's right, unreducible. And then the comms guy were all uh, part of the war. I yeah. forget what the comms guy's name was, but... Comms guy. Comms guy. And so she's like, ah, of course Remember is there, but don't worry, this works out, because we need to go there anyway. Yeah, I want to recruit 24 people, and three of them are there. So <laughs> we're just going to go into a war with a yep. boxer. <laughs> yep, we're going to get Remember, but then we're going to sit on it until everybody's here. <laughs> yeah. I do like Gina's like outfit, where she's still got the silly hat on, but it's got like a piece of camo over the top of it. <laughs> yes, that's very good. <laughs> very transition-y, but I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I'm not... Sure, what's going to happen in this arc, arc, but I'm looking forward to it tentatively. Yeah. That'll take us to Elusive Samurai Chapter 96, Request 1335, which I found to be a weird chapter, just because we're introducing this clearly historical figure and immediately murdering him. Yeah. It just seems kind of weirdly dark for Elusive Samurai, and also weird, like, if you're going to murder this guy, I feel like you should have set him up earlier to, like, build sort of feeling to I, it. I think the big thing is that because it's historical, like... You know, people would kind of understand, oh, this is that battle, so that means this guy's going to die. Yes, but as I also think this is aimed at children who have not learned that history yet to help It's aid possible. Them. I mean, maybe I'm just speaking as an outsider who doesn't know it. I, I get it, and if that character died historically, you have to kill him here, too. That makes mm-hmm. sense to me. It just seems weird for the chapter to pivot around this character we just met dying yeah. immediately. Yeah. I thought that was cool, though. There's some cool stuff in it, for sure. And it's setting up, ah, help my dad. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have Mission Yuzakura Family, Mission 164, Subome's Visit. What did you think of Mission Yuzakura this week, Kevin? I liked it. It's not, you know, still not, uh, oh, hey, we need a cute chapter of her, you know, getting nursed back to health. So the the plot has once again come knocking at the door. Yeah, the, the plot 2.0 is the villain was like, yo, I, the plot showed up. You have to do plot stuff. And I'm like, I do not care about this guy in the least. No, but I did. I did like some of the some of the stuff with the grandfather and the grandmother of like, oh, these guys are currently in retrieval. Uh, you know, these assets are currently in retrieval. The both of them being like, ha ha. We noticed a couple of people being, you know, like shady, but we're, you know, veteran spies. So we just left. <laughs> It was all right. That is definitely the best part. Mm-hmm. Last but not least, we have Blue Box number 87, Excuses and Sound Arguments. What did you think of getting slapped, Kevin? 
I liked it. Like, I really like where this is going. And I'm really interested because, like, really we haven't seen the interaction between Chie and Taiki since finding all of this stuff out. So I'm kind of interested to see where that goes. But I do like that, you know, Taiki kind of giving this girl shit of, well, I, I just decided he it wasn't. He gives her a shonen anime speech. Yeah. And she slaps him with the real world and genuine concerns. Only, you yeah. know, literally slaps him because it's a shonen manga. Yes. Uh, I liked both of it, but I also did sort of like, you know, even though it was a shonen speech, I did kind of like his thing of like, well, so what? You're not going to be number one, so you're just going to quit? Yeah. Like I said, it's very shonen speech. Yeah. I, I liked it a lot. It mm-hmm. fits in the genre. But I also think her genuine concerns make sense from a real world perspective. To a degree. I, I think there was a little bit of, there's still a little bit of her running away, which is also kind of why she slapped him. Like, even she realizes that she's getting a little emotional over it. Like, it's probably not something you should have done, especially to, like, maybe she doesn't know this, but, like, to a guy that is in the exact same position. Like, when she, you have no idea what that me- what that feels like. Y- yes, I do. I really liked it. Yes. Anything else you want to say? Nope. All right. That'll take us into Jump Card, then. Jump Card is the segment where we rank everything in Shonen Jump from our least favorite up to our favorite. 19 chapters this week because we're missing two. Mm-hmm. What do you have at number 19, Kevin? Mean Robocop. Same. I, Blech. I don't remember it anymore, and it has not been 30 days since I read this like the last couple of times. So, yep. That's good. What do you have at 18? Cypher Academy. Oh, I have Ichigoki's Under Control, which I also found incredibly blah. Yeah. We, we can go with you first. That's usually how we do sure. it. Sure. Cypher Academy again. So, Part of the problem that I'm running into with Cypher Academy is, A, there now appears to be a little editor's note every other page, it feels like. There are a lot of them, and I wonder if that is true in the original or if some of that is to help. To help English English translation? I don't know. I can believe it either way. But as a reader, like, little tiny editor's notes, this is fine when they're, like, literal paragraphs that I have to read about, oh, no, so here's, you know, like... It's the person explaining the joke. I don't know. I'm reading a lot of 60s comics right now, Kevin, so I'm just used to those. Okay. Um, so I may be overlooking them. And again, I don't know how necessary they are in the original. And I think they're taking some steps to help with that. Like the puzzle this week is all about Shonen Jump stories, something the audience is probably familiar with. Yeah. Which is like hacky and weird, but does like bridge that gap very easily. Well, to be fair, the kid literally is the correct age to read Shonen Jump. So. Yeah, yes, but this takes place in the cyberpunk future and they have the lampshade like, oh, it's weird that you know all these historical Shonen Jump titles. titles yeah. I mean, yeah, there's that, but like, I, I do run into that and then another reason it's down here is I kind of stopped paying less and less attention to Cypher Academy, so it trying to convolutedly explain its way back into my graces does not help because I'm not listening anymore. Uh, I've Ichigoki's under control here because mm-hmm. I thought it was like very bad. I was like, nothing is possibly going to be worse than this. And then me and Robico showed up to show me wrong. 
I kind of liked, like, I thought they were going to go with a Detective Conan sort of thing where she could sometimes get large, but, mm-hmm. like, it just happened and the fighter jet, like, stuff just happened. That was yeah. this entire issue. I sort of liked her going Godzilla, but that's about it. It's not much higher for me. What do you have at 17? 17 is where I put Witch Watch. I literally don't care about this new teacher. In fairness, this is a character from the creator's previous manga who is here for a short crossover. I also have it very low and do not care. But that's why they're going so hard on her and the new characters is they are characters you might recognize from the author's previous work. Gotcha. Which other comedy series have done before as well. I, you know what? I even think I remember them mentioning something at the end of last week about it, but I was just kind of like, yeah, like you're, you're not, they're not trying to make you care. You're supposed to come with caring built in. Yes. I I understand that now, Uh, but I don't have it much higher either, Mm -hmm. but at 69 of the P's, because this just seemed like a, Hey, remember that thing we set up last week with this new character? Let's just solve that real quick. Sort of. And and I felt very underwhelmed by it. Yeah. There's some weird stuff going on with it. It's. A little bit higher for me. What do you have at 16? Uh, Ichigo Keys. Okay, that's where I have Witch Watch. Okay. So. What do you got at 15? Uh, that's where I put High School Family. Haikyuu, Shonen, Running Away, Volleyball Boy, comes back to volleyball. Yep. Yeah, You, you just uh, you just described High School Family. Good job. Yep. I, I got Black Clover here. Okay. I was like, I, I would love to care about Black Clover, but boy, do I not. Yeah, it's Especially, my number 14, so I, I kind of feel okay. you there. Especially now, like, ah, oh, now, now i got to fight this dragon that all the other people were fighting a minute ago. Like, I, I don't care, Asta. I really don't. I get that you're, like, the one thing that can stop this person's plans. That's all fine. But even I don't care about him fighting the dragon. Like, I, you know, I don't want it to have just gone away. But I was I, like, like, the I, climax I, of this scene is him saving sister, which he did. Yeah. Now I'm going to go fight a dragon. Normally, you fight the dragon before you save the princess, but whatever. I, I thought that the Japanese people had literally already defeated that dragon. I <laughs> sort of did, too, so... What do you got at 14? Or, I'm sorry, that's what you got at 14. Yep. I have high school family at 14, okay. so... What do you have at 13? That's where I put the peas. Some weird stuff with some of the other characters being like, am I supposed to know this person? Yeah. That's where I have Cypher Academy. Okay. I, I like it more than you. That's mm-hmm. consistent. I kind of like the weird stakes. and se- I think a lot of what I like about Cypher Academy is the weird sexual tension that's throughout it. Okay. Is what I'm realizing when I ranked it this week and I was going to bring it up. I'm like, I bet Kevin has it pretty low. Mm-hmm. But I, I appreciate that. And that's in effect here. Gotcha. Uh, don't love it. Would not probably. Well, it's above the comedy series, but would not mind if it got canceled. But mm-hmm. enjoying it more than you. What do you have at 12? 12 is where I put Ginkin and Gluna. Seems kind of just standard, you know, like, haha, I've captured you. And now my, you know, my flunkies will destroy your, your students. Uh, no, no, they won't. It's like, oh, you seem to have forgotten you're in a shonen manga, sir. <laughs> and that's sir, the main character you're attacking. Yeah. And the person who hasn't shown off their badass abilities yet. <laughs> <laughs> sir, you have someone who has yet to debut in the main character you're fighting against. Your, your cronies are screwed. I have Ichinose family at 12. Okay. I was real disappointed in this chapter, and it still went like halfway up. But yeah. after the big mystery turn we set up last week, I felt like we were just kind of speed running through this week. I get the montage of sewing stuff happening again, but yeah. that they already have like met the dad again. That seems super fast. A little bit, but it, it does kind of set up that this is a Groundhog Day and not a... I feel like it's a Truman show. It, it could be something along... But you know what I mean? It's There's some kind of reset. Y- yes. 
Yes, because he's half remembers some of the stuff before. Well, he half remembers some of the stuff before, but also what I mean is everyone else is not like, oh God, you got in another accident. That's true. Like That's true. The, the school every, people and everything. The school people have all reset and then there's, you know, there was the thing with the the one kid who was bullying him who wasn't actually like he was, but yeah, he know, was actually his friend and he was just, you know, lashing out against that, uh, that like dejected thing of him in the principal's office. Like, all right, cool. So maybe something will come of that because he remet like the one guy with the weird headband thing remembers. I became friends with that guy again in the last loop. What happened this time? Oh, my fake dad showed up and fixed everything. Yeah. I Which know. admittedly, I like is what should happen in reality. <laughs> I mean, yes and no. It, re- most people in Japan don't have dads. If Shannon Mage is anything yeah, he, to there, there is that. By. But just that there's Dads all live in America, as far as I can tell. That's why there are all these Japanese dads out here, Kevin. It's yeah. working. There's like I understand there's the the social bullying, but like some of the stuff was that was happening to that kid has to be like it was pretty I, extreme. It was like how how has no one found out about this? This is insanity. What do you have at eleven, Kevin? Eleven is where I put Fabricant One Hundred. She screamed real loud to stop the music. She did. I have Mission Yuzukura family at eleven. Okay, don't care about this guy. The grandparent mm-hmm. stuff was fine. Okay. What do you have at ten? That's where I put Ichinose family. Like I said, the the fact that we're in a loop is kind of interesting and some of the other stuff that i talked about so it came up here tens where i have tokyo demon bride story okay which is one standard length of shonen manga yep but you have it nine tokyo demon bride okay uh that's where i put fabricate 100 because okay. i actually really like the art on the sword fight stuff okay that happened throughout well then you're that you're right she's screaming real loud mm-hmm. what do you have at eight well i'm like you know i it it went midway yeah. up, so like I, I won't, I'm not complaining about Fabricant 100. Uh, that's where I put Mission Uzukura was number eight. I liked the the grandfather stuff, and I kind of liked you know like oh this guy's been live streaming stuff, and it's like here's Subomi, here's uh, the like the head of the dad, and then here's a tank with a hole busted <laughs> out of it. That's where I have Glinka and Glenna. Okay, what do you have at number seven? Uh, seven is where I put Undead and Unluck. Like you said, kind of transitiony. This is where I really started liking stuff up at the top. But this was the lowest of the batch because it's like, yeah, we're going to, you know, go get more to Gators. I was like, all right, that's pretty cool. And I liked the talk about, oh, yeah, so remember, we'll let you remember all of your past loops uh, or maybe just the last past loop. I don't remember which one of the two it is. I don't remember if it's every loop or if you just remember the last one. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I think the implication is you remember all of them, but I could be wrong. Yep. I just like that. That would be insanity inducing. Maybe. But the big thing of like, ah, cool, that makes sense, and then we're going to use it immediately? No. What, 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 what do you mean, no? Well, we got to assemble our whole team. So we spent all this time looking for this artifact to not use it. Well, we had to get it early in case someone else got it. I have Jujutsu Kaisen at 7. Like I said, it was weird, and I, it didn't flow well, and I didn't super understand it, but... Okay. I actually uh, really liked it, so... I did like the stuff with Megumi and Sakuda, and I am looking forward to the fight that's probably going to happen, because Jujutsu fight, Kaisen fights are usually good. Yep. Uh, what do you have at number six? Six is where I put a Kanabanashi. You know, I, like, I'm liking it, but like you said, I'm kind of waiting for the shoe to drop. Uh, six is where I have Elusive Samurai. Okay. Like I said, I just felt it was weirdly constructed. Mm-hmm. What do you have at number five? Elusive Samurai. I, I liked some of this stuff. I liked the bit with the... Uh, uh, the guy like blocking the sword with his teeth, but then still dying. Cause like in a non-historical shonen thing, that guy would absolutely live and go help the young Lord. But in here it's like, well, he died. So we're going to show off that he's a badass, but then he does have to die. That's my problem with it narratively. And yes. cause I don't think there is a 
there aren't ways where you can do this character where he dies here. I just think he pops up and immediately dies. Yeah. It's not the way you do it. I have Mashal at number five. Okay. Like some genuinely good shonen stuff here. Some funny. They are just uh, skipping right to the end. No mm-hmm. transition. I enjoyed it. What do you have at number four? That's where I put Sakamoto Days. You know, like you said, some some cute, like, hey, we're meeting back up with everybody, and it was very fun. Four is where I have Undead Unluck. Okay. What do you have at number three? Three is where I put Blue Box. Really solid. Like you said, the getting slapped hurt, so. Uh, three is where I have a Kanabanashi. Gotcha. What do you have at number two? Two is where I put Jujutsu Kaisen. I just really like the Sukuna uh, inserting himself into Megami, and like you said, I'm really interested into what exactly is going to happen. Is he just going to bail? That he's, could happen. Oh, well, the thing is, he said, I'm not allowed to hurt anyone. But you didn't say anything about you, Itadori. Well, that that was so rip, that was ripping up. off his finger. Yes, but I assume his further... Maybe he'll beat up, beat but up maybe Dory, he'll but. beat up Itadori, or maybe he's thinking, I need to put as much distance as possible, or Itadori will find some way to eat me out of Megumi, as weird as that sounds. Could be. But, like, especially he want, might want to bail really quickly, because Itadori is way more physically... Powerful. Powerful compared to Megumi. So he might want to just be like, I just need to get out of here. Although I think Secunda is way more physically powerful than Itadori, regardless of body. But True. we'll see. I have Sakamoto Days at two. Okay. It was everything I wanted, and the sniper delivery joke is really yep. funny. What do you have at number one? I have Mashal at number one. I really I really liked a lot of the stuff going on, but the thing that made the thing that made the chapter for me was taking Doom Sword, bending it in half, Fire, throwing it, throwing it, like un- throwing it under the ground like a boomerang, and then having uh, I forget the character's name now, but the the one brother being like, "Do boomerang physics work <laughs> underground?" And it just reminded me of a scene from uh, Black Dynamite, where there's a this one enemy that had they have like this running gag that. Uh, They'll throw a boomerang and then they'll go do something and the boomerang will attack him. And there's one scene like later on in the movie where he enters into the room, they start fighting and then the boomerang shows up and you never see him throw it. And he just, ha, threw that shit before I got in the room. <laughs> um, and so I, that just reminded me of him throwing the boomerang underneath there was just, that really got me. Oh, it's good sharing stuff. There's mm-hmm. a reason that went above so much for me. I, I have blue box at number one. I really like that slap. The way it is drawn and yeah. the panel layout on it is super, super strong. Yep. And the whole chapter as a whole, I think, really works. Mm -hmm. Anything else you want to say about Shonen Jump this week, Kevin? Nope. All right. That takes us into Cypher Volume 5, which we will talk about after the break. The sun is nearly gone. The lights are turning on. A silver shine that stretches to the sea. All right, we read Volume 5 of Cypher this week. You just read it, Kevin. I did. Read it minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Well, at this, yeah, some minutes ago at this point, but... <laughs> yes, tw- at least 24. Yeah, <laughs> yes. What did you think of it, Kevin? I'm still liking it. I like this new character, the, you know, kind of remembering like, oh, yeah, they, they've had the whole thing of... Uh, Jake and Roy are kind of like separating again. They've made that vow that like after college we're, you know, we're going to become different people I as opposed to. I think they're in high school. They should be in college, but I think they're in high school. You're right. It's with college, not after college. It's with college. Yeah. So it's after high school when we graduate because Roy wants to keep acting and Jake wants to do other stuff. Yep. 
Uh, and so they're like, we'll stop doing this thing. And then that kind of like, we finally get the explanation of like why they've been doing this. Cause they've been super vague to even Anise. Yeah. We get no die flashback at the yep. end of this. Which continues into volume, volume six. Yeah. Although we seem near the end of it. So I don't know how much of more of it there's going to be. Yeah. I just remember six. at the very end of volume five was the, it re, you know, oh, you'll, there'll be a little bit more of the flashback in volume six. Cause yeah. we're not, we're very close to the end. They definitely could have ended it there. They could have. Yeah. Yeah. I also keep uh, still enjoying it, but I don't know that I have much to say on it. This week, we get that long, super dramatic soap opera flashback, which is super appropriate for the series. And I think done well yep. enough, mm-hmm. but it's really melodramatic. And so yeah. I don't like it's not super for me in that way. Yeah, that's fair. Even though I was in ter- entertained while reading it. And also we just have a new girl because only girls can make sad boys um, come out again. of their funk. That's the premise of Shoujo manga. Yes. So I like that, you know. She's a Puerto, half Puerto Rican uh, gospel singer because yes. it's like, yeah, of course, you know, oh, yeah, I don't have any formal training, but uh, I've been singing in the church forever. And it's like, yep, that's a that's a trope right there. Yeah. And she gets a, a, a work, a job. That's the word I want. She gets uh, a job working with uh, Cypher and Siva. Yeah. And Jake's like, oh, can I do the job? But Roy's like, no, you said you didn't want to do him anymore. Like, And I think this is a really good role. I really want to yeah, do like it. Yeah, like, he's like, I want to do the movie. And he's like, I just want to hang out with her. But he doesn't want to say that to Roy. Yeah. So that causes some tension until eventually, mm-hmm. because Dana's mother also has twins. Yeah. Uh, or, so I guess Dana has twin brothers. And so uh, she immediately notices, like, you're a different person. I love when he, how did you know? She's like, I have twins. Like, yeah, our mother could always tell us apart too. (laughs) There's a difference between our mother can tell us apart and any mother of twins can tell twins apart. But again, it's, it's fine for the story and it certainly works. Yeah. Um, It's, it sets up that tension of, uh, they can't fool everybody all the time. Yeah. Also, they spend Thanksgiving alone because they are sad boys. Yeah, but they they spend Thanksgiving alone because it's going to be the last Thanksgiving alone. If that, like, that was the feeling I got of it. Like, that, that is definitely how they justify it, or not how true that is is questionable, perhaps. But there's definitely a lot of separation anxiety being explored. Yeah, so it's like, hey, this is the you know this is one of the last holidays that we can just spend together again. Anything else you want to say about it? Because, like I said, unfortunately, I don't have much. You just read it, so if it's fresher on your mind, no, there's. There's a little bit more of the continuation of Anissa's relationship with Roy. And then obviously now Jake has a new girl. Uh, yeah. Like I said, only cute girls can make sad boys happy. Yep. That's just the way it is. And I'm I'm still liking it. Like, you know, it's... Oh, yeah. I want to read more of it. I'm yeah. Not... Yeah. No, I get, I get what you mean. There's not much to talk about besides the stuff that we did, which is fair. It does just kind of feel like that was, without getting super nuanced, that's all that really happened in this volume, which seemed... Short is not the right word, but it's only three chapters, which just seems weird to me. Yeah, I mean, but it's those long shoujo chapters. Right? Yeah, volumes of Sailor Moon are the same way. Yeah, like I said, it's it's just because I read so much other stuff that I was like, it's not like it was actually short. It's just my brain goes, it was only three chapters. That's that's a small amount, even though I read just as many pages as a regular volume. It actually makes it feel like longer to me because there are fewer breaks. That is also that is fair. Anything else you want to say on it? Nope. That just bring, leaves us with personality power level. Vegeta, what does the scouter say about his power level? Personality power level is a segment where we rank manga characters from best to worst. At the top, we have Homura Akemi. She was in a manga once, or thrice. 
At the bottom, we have Koki from Flame of Rekka. That guy sucks. In the middle, we have Goramira from Bakuman, their second editor. Okay. <laughs> what a middling manga character. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to add Dana this week? That's the one who makes the most sense. Yeah, sure. We can move her next year when we read volume six if we need to. Yeah, because she, she's a newly introduced character. Better or worse than Roy and Jake? Hmm. I'd say below them. Okay. Well, they are quite low um, because they're just sad. Because they're just sad boys. They're they're in the land of I still haven't put the notes of what these characters are from yet. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say too much more below them though. Above or below Anzu from Romantic Killer that we read last week? I'd put her above there. Above or below Maka from Rosario plus Vampire? Yeah, we really did do her dirty. Huh? <laughs> She she's not much to be fair. No, that that but, is fair. I'd say above Mocha or Maka or however you say it. Okay. Above or below Kade Rukawa, the love interest in Slam Dunk. Above. Alright. Last but not least, we have Yoichi Isagi, the main character of Blue Lock. That's got an anime out right now. It does. I'm not watching it. I'm I'm barely watching any anime. My instinct is below. Sure. I'm only watching anime to punish myself. I'm just watching My Hero Academia. I'll probably uh, start watching Ayakashi Triangle soon. Yeah, there's like, I should watch Chainsaw Man. Chainsaw Man was pretty good. Yeah, it's part of the issue is I currently like any shows that I'm watching for the most part have to be on a second monitor because I'm usually doing other things. And so I'd like reading. I like doing subs. And it's very hard. Like, you can't do something else while watching a subtitled anime. Or, like... It's very difficult. I'm going to develop whiplash. I can can play bot games of League of Legends while watching sub anime. But you can't do much. I will agree with you there. And then I I just... I didn't announce where we put her. I just closed... I I put her down and closed the thing. (laughs) So, Dana goes above Kaeda Rukawa and below Yochi Isagi at number 150. Uh, next week, we're reading Haikyuu, because mm-hmm. I forgot that we do that, and I don't want to read Haikyuu two weeks in a row. So. Fair. I mean, I do, but I feel like we should not. We are on volume, checks notes. We should have brought these up. 21? We are on volume 21. Until then, our opening theme is Fighting Against One's Will by Midair Machine. Our closing theme is A Psychic Fistfight by Tom W. Emerit. Other music on the show is by Spectacular Sound Productions, and our album art is by Kate Wind on DeviantArt www.lastpodcast.com is our website where you can check out my other podcasts it's a gundam and last time on video games anything you want to plug kevin nope have a great week everybody Stop.